Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. This is another money show. Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. JR and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and JR Rochford. Here we are, your hosts, Anthony Correo, J.R. Rochford, taking a break from our day-to-day -day as financial advisors with Rochford and Associates, a fully independent fourth-generation family office right here in the greater Phoenix area, to bring information you may not find on those other financial radio shows. We are aware the last thing you need is another money show, but we appreciate you being here. Um, all kinds of things to talk about today, you know. We'll see if we actually get to them. You know how ranty we can be. Not we. That's a that's a singular. That one's for JR. But speaking of we, have you heard the news about WeWork? Is this how we're started by you being mean to me as usual? Do you realize that I'm your old gray-haired stepfather and you should be nice to me? Do you have any clue that that's what you're supposed see, to do? Even in this, you can't even stay on topic. Ask the simple question. Take it somewhere else. Yeah, that's my job. My job is to throw you off, and I am good at it. Now, what do you want to know about WeWork? Tell me what you're. Tell me what's bothering you, and why do you go right into WeWork when today is Fed Day? Today is November first. Holy cow! This year went fast. Today is November first as we record, and today's the big Fed Day. It's my favorite holiday. And guess what? I checked in the market about an hour ago, and it was flat. I checked in just now, and the Dow Jones is up 250 points. Everybody's happy. We're not raising rates. It doesn't matter what you pay at the pump. It doesn't matter what you pay at the grocery store. Inflation be damned. <laughs> the Fed says, no, we're crossing our arms. Janet Yellen, the human cartoon. Good work. Powell Bernanke, who's in, who's in office right now? These people are insane. So they didn't raise rates. We all knew that. Everybody said that there was a really good chance they're not going to raise rates. You know what the stock market is doing? It is celebrating. Yay, yay. Well, the articles, even before the news got out, even, you know, before they had their meeting, almost all the news articles were the Dow jumps up today because of the Fed meeting in anticipation of the Fed meeting. So what what does that have to do with anything? I mean, how, how do they know how it's going to go? Also, what does it really matter as if they haven't raised a ton of rates over the last few years, but because right now, today, they're not raising rates? Doesn't mean they're not going to raise them to tomorrow or next month or whatever, but because today we're going to celebrate as if this is the defining factor for decades to come. It doesn't make sense. And the worst part is you read the articles and like, oh, everything's fixed. The market's going up because of this. You read the articles the next day and maybe the market goes down. And I was like, well, they were just celebrating all these things that are the reason the market's going down today, yesterday. How does it make any sense? None of it makes any sense. I love printing off articles off MSM money, the beginning of the day, the end of the day, that defines why the market did what it did. And then the hypocrisy of the next day and the next day, because it's just saying all of it's counterintuitive, all of it's saying oppositions, but they'll use one thing to justify one day why it's going up and the same thing to justify why it's going down the next day. It makes no sense. Well, make and make it make sense, you. JR. 
Make it make sense. You you are finally, you and I are on the same page. For the first time in our lives, we see things the same, even remotely. No, my, and I kid there, my whole thing is none of it makes sense. We have told people to look into certain things. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is only 30 companies. That one usually throws people off. They're like, that's impossible. No, it's not. The S&P 500 is being floated so high by seven or eight companies. It doesn't make sense. The weighted averages do not make sense. The whole thing does not make sense. We have high frequency trading computers. That does not make sense. None of this makes sense. So what should I do about it? You should be diversified. You should be aware, awake, and nimble of your surroundings. We are literally on the verge of World War III. I already think we're in it. Now what's up? Yemen, Yemen's yesterday, Yemen comes to the table. Now they want to fight. Uh, so I, I guess we shot off some rockets in Syria last weekend. Does that count as a war? What is that? When you start shooting off missiles and dropping bombs, does that constitute a war act? Or is that just, you know, the cost of doing business? And by the way, who pays for all these missiles? <laughs> Who's, so anyway, all I'm getting at here with the stock market BlackRock, it is all bull. Vanguard, Blackstone. It's true. That was interesting last week. I had a couple of people that, that texted on that one and they were like, I had no idea any of that's going on. I'm like, ah, good for you. Luckily, your 401k at your workplace is, is Vanguard, so you'll be all right. No, it's, yeah, it's funny. Something. Yes, we did, which is kind of rare, but nice, refreshing. So usually, what do you say? If you want to hear more of our angelic voices, <laughs> go to podcasts. Actually, people, sometimes they want our content. I'm starting to notice that. But my whole point with the stock market, it's baloney. What is it? What do you do about it? You diversify. You stay on top of your money. I would make an argument that next to your health, your money is the second most thing you can manage on this planet. So act accordingly. We think you should have some cash at home. We think you should make sure you're watching your money. I saw the rates came out for the new I-bond this morning. So a lot of people in Sun City are going to run out and get the new, it's 5.27, the new you know declared I-bond rate. It's the, are, is that tied in any way, Anthony? This is just speculation. Is it tied in any way? To the federal people that are thirty-three point six trillion in debt, that's not those people, is it? And all I'm yeah, getting well, at, I mean, they need to release more debt so that they can pay for past debt. So that's what this is about. Let me release more bonds so we can pay for those old bonds. You know how Ponzi schemes work, right? Uh, so I need to buying in. It works. No, and it's it's working so far. I just I know that sooner or later the music's going to stop. You know, every decade, decade and a half, we have a good correction. You know, that last one from the end of 07 through March of 09, that was that was kind of a juicy one. And I would almost think we're heading towards another one. You know, why didn't they raise rates today? Because they don't need to. That's what that's the official narrative. They don't need to. Inflation is cooling on its own. Bull-oni. Bull-oni. Two words. Bull and oni. It's not cooling. It's getting worse. And you know what? Why, the housing market is showing dramatic cracks in certain cities. I understand we're down only like four to six percent year over year. So not too bad. Um, I did see <laughs> that that the the National Association of Realtors is being sued something like 1.8 billion with a B dollars. Did you hear about that one? For like price fixing on realtor commissions. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Berkshire Hathaway. Tell me more about that one because I did see an article and I put it off to the side to get back to and I never did get back to it. So tell me more. It, that's it, very fascinating. I, all I can do is sum it. I just saw it this morning. I haven't dug into it yet. I haven't even printed the articles. 
it basically is saying that that the National Association of Realtors, uh, Keller Williams was one of the companies, one of the big dogs was Warren Buffett's, uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. They were basically manipulating so you didn't negotiate the commission. They wanted the realtors to get 3% on the buyer's side and 3% on the seller's side. Well, it's, you know, everybody knows that you can ask a realtor to help you and do 2%, cut theirs by 1%, for example. And they're saying that they basically got together and pressured people not to do that. So I mean, to me, it's like, so the government has to come in once again and find them, you know, near and dear to my heart is, is Grand Canyon University. And now I just heard yesterday that they're being sued by the government for basically misleading practices on graduate degrees. It's like this, my, my point with this isn't that somebody's being sued. It's the overreach it's the amount of people being sued. We usually just focus in on the banks. You know, the banks are being sued every single Monday. It's you know, it's a Monday morning thing. We have a Monday morning in a lawsuit. Aren't these other two things that you're bringing up justifiable? I mean, I don't necessarily know about the the commission one, but uh, misleading. Absolutely, they're reliable. They're they're viable. It's it's just fly right. There's nobody flying right. We're the corporate greed is insane. I was talking to a woman this morning that we were talking about getting groceries. She got groceries last Saturday, and she said that it it seems to her that she's paying about double what she did over the years. She said it was fairly steady over the years, and now she's noticed like the last year, she's paying about twice what she always did. And it's, it's I mean, we were being told one thing, something else is happening. Her point of view is that the grocery stores are taking a little bit advantage of this. They're raising prices on their own, too. So yeah, inflation. We've talked about that in previous episodes too, because we've definitely been here with inflation. There was definitely supply chain issues, but they weren't to the amount that we got price gouged. Well, so it's a good thing that today the feds didn't raise rates, so that would hurt. That would hurt the real estate interest rates, which are now in the range of what seven and a half to eight percent. And a lot of what I read, you know, obviously when you read something, it's opinion. So I'm reading that 2024 should be really, really ugly for rates. I, I don't know how they know that, but that's what I'm hearing. So I, well, th- find th- enough articles. You'll find some that'll say it's definitely going down. You read enough that'll say it's definitely going up. And the truth which, is nobody knows. Which is why I look for consensus, which is why I put on my little critical thinking skills and I try to put two and two together and see what I think too. So yes, I do realize it's conjecture, it's opinion. I want to see how I weigh in on it. But you know, the Fed not raising rates today because they see the cracks in the housing market. They know that if we have a housing correction that rivals 2008, it's game over. If you remember 2008, it wasn't just the housing market. It led to the stock market. That had quite a collapse. We lost a bunch of banks. People forget about that. My next ner- my next to her neighbor wasn't NextCare at the time. It was Desert Hills Bank. That is now gone. It's it, There's a lot going on in this world. And, you know, not raising rates. So we're giving up inflation. It's taking care of itself. We're going to protect Wall Street. We're going to pre- protect the realtors. I, I'm not sure what's going on here right now. Is it another diversionary tactic so we don't have to think about the war spending? You know, we got a new Speaker of the House. We brought that up last week. Did they pass that bill of over $100 billion for Ukraine, Israel, some other places too? I don't even remember what I read. So I guess. So while I- Is there a Rockford and Associates in the mix? Did we get a piece of that budget? I didn't hear that we did, which is absolutely insane. So we need to sell. We're going to sell our practice to Vanguard, BlackRock, or Blackstone. 
<laughs> All right. So what, what were you saying about rework? <laughs> where, oh, you, coming so back to work. Actually, we're going to, I don't know, we'll put that out for a little bit because you said something earlier about these, you know, grocery stores and everybody's just like, just do the right thing, which led me to something else I was thinking about too, especially with all these streaming services, a lot of them releasing, uh, you know, commercial platforms on there. It's, it's funny how cyclical these things are because you have a great idea like Netflix to stream and to not have commercials to get rid of cable which was way overpriced but now we're just reverting back to it or it's not just netflix anymore now you've got hbo and showtime and hulu and netflix and prime where at this point you're you're practically back to cable especially if you've got the commercial subscriptions to try to make it semi-affordable and then uber and lyft is my other favorite example uber and lyft i mean they used to actually pay their drivers there wasn't a tipping section on there. You know, you can make a good living in this gig economy, but Uber and Lyft have used their money for autonomous vehicles and doing all this stuff. They started going to the tipping because they don't want to actually pay their employees anymore. And I was like, they start off with something so good and then just got greedy. And now we're back to what taxis were. I mean, why even use Lyft and Uber when they're the exact same as having a taxi anymore? Why can't they just stay on the path to continue to help people? Because they had such a good model. And are taxis still a thing? Did the Uber and Lyft model push the taxis out and now we don't have them? Like Yellow Cab? Do we no, still have them still around? And they're essentially the exact same thing now. So I mean, what you're saying, let's I mean, sooner or later, let's say forget you, Lyft and Uber, and go back to Yellow Cab. I mean, I don't I don't know. Or, if you're listening out there and you know how to develop apps, let's just start a new company, do exactly what Lyft and Uber did, but instead of overstepping our boundaries and try to reinvest and do other things, like let's just pay the drivers and then we make some money, the drivers make some money. Nobody's going to want to drive for Uber and Lyft anymore because they want to drive for us because we're paying them and then the riders don't have to tip anymore, right? Let's just go back to that model. So I am computer illiterate. JR, I mean, we already know he's computer and literate. So if you are not computer and literate and you know how to make apps, reach out to us, team at anothermoneyshow.com. We're going to have the next Uber or Lyft app. I think it's genius. I think it's a great idea. I mean, if only I knew how to do any of these things. Can we get a PPP loan and get that started? Or how do we fund this thing? (laughs) Jamie Dimon, if you're listening, I understand that this week you sold 100 million (laughs) shares of your stock. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think that's a signal for? Well, first of all, Jamie, I know you're listening. You have bought blocks of 500,000 shares. That's a lot of money. I mean, to me, it is. To him, it's not. So, but you have never sold shares. When I first read that, I'm like, well, that's impossible. People buy and sell stock all the time. No, Jamie Dimon has bought shares only, never sold. So the first time he sells, it's a million shares. It either means one, he knows exactly where the recession is headed, where the, if we're going to depression, he thinks all stocks are going to take a huge downturn and then he's going to buy back in because you know what the rich and powerful never get enough of? Riches and power. So he's either waiting for the market collapse and then he's going to buy back in or (laughs) You know, my favorite subject, did you ever look up executive order 14067? He knows 
we are getting closer, maybe imminently within the next months or years to going towards the central bank digital currency. So act accordingly. What good is your bank stock going to be? Your stock is going to change. It's all going to change. People are like, oh, I can't picture it. You know, you're not going to have cash. You, I don't think you're going to have stocks and bonds. I think we are going to have a cashless society. I think there's no reason. You know, once the government takes full control of this country, you know, and I'm not going down that World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, you know, tinfoil hat road. I'm not saying you're not going to own a car. You're not going to ho- eat a home. You're going to eat bugs. I, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying I think our government, the overreach, the size, the scope, the power, it's it's way overblown. Yesterday, I know I'm taking myself on track now. Usually I try to save that for you. So yesterday, an executive order came out, <laughs> signed by Biden, and it basically, our our government wants to oversee AI. Think about that. At this point, my understanding was it's more conceptual. It's more of a concept. Our government is going to control it. Why do they, you know, during the COVID stuff, they didn't want people spreading misinformation, so they censored it. AI is a brand new tech. It's not brand new, but it's a it's a it's definitely a ballooning technology. And you're going to trust the people that can't keep the post office under control to run that? that yeah, but is how is it any different than the SEC, the FCC, the DMV? I mean, the government oversees it's anything. Not, so how is that more. any different? Like, it's of just course, they, they're going to be you're making my point. They want to control everything you do. They want to control everything you see, everything you read. The The whole point of this, I don't think it has anything to do with keeping us safe. You know, the next time I hear it's for national security, give me a break. You know, the, the way that I watched our epidemic in this country a few years back, I'm like, yeah, give me a break. There were a lot of agendas. There was a lot of, you know, people talk about misinformation. I, I would dare to say on something that supposedly was brand new on the scene, who is to say what information is correct? And this AI, we already know that it's one of the hot buttons on the Screen Actors Guild strike. We already know that it's it's definitely a hot button, you know, for the future. You, you're telling me you trust whoever is in power politically to oversee this. You're right. The Bureau of Land Management, where's that in the Constitution, by the way? You know, the FDA, all of these agencies, when, do, how do they start? How do they get so much power? How do they get so much overreach? And AI, I would speculate, is going to be the largest government branch we've ever seen on the planet. That's just my thought. And I want to know why. I want, And why now? Let's fig, finish up some of these wars. Let's see how AI starts, you know, getting in line. Let's see if people get hurt and killed by it. You know, no, we're being proactive, not reactive as a government, which is very rare. You know, when did you have to take your shoes off at the airport? Was it before we got attacked or after? Oh, that's right. It was after. You can't have a Q-tip in the airport. I, I uh. So this this executive order, it, is it harmless? Is it scary? I don't know. I must be just always half empty because I think it's the scariest thing I've seen in quite a while. Well, you are. So... Let me get back to some other outrageous comment you made a couple minutes ago because we're not going to really? not discuss this. You just said you, you know, the digital currency, right? It's been on topic of pretty much every show. We've known it's coming for years. You just said you don't think there's going to be stocks and bonds in the future. You want to uh, 
Yeah, so they're going to change. Right. So they're going to change when when you have to buy stocks and bonds. Right now, you just go into your your well, it was Scott Trade, and then it became uh, what was it? Then it was TD Ameritrade. Now Schwab. You know, so there's a little bit of shell game out there with stocks and bonds. You know, on some level. So right now, you just put another thousand bucks in your account. And you go buy stock, right? I mean, you have control of that. Yep, and you don't deal with cash. We're already a digital society. We already have a digital. The last time, last time I put money in my now Schwab was TD. Before that, it was Scott Trade. Well, the last time I put money in there, I took out a checkbook. I know you haven't seen one of those. You're only 33. I took out yeah, a checkbook. Probably 15 I, years ago. It was not 15 years ago. This. It was not that long ago. It was while you were in the office. Nobody's doing it. Was this while now. you were in the office. So it went in five years ago because I told you what stocks. By the way, I loaded up on pot stocks because I'm trying to be ahead of the game. You know, marijuana is going to be right. federal. And how is writing a check any different than a digital transaction? Because it's not cash. It's still an instrument to say, I have money. It's a note from Checks your mother that going, says, I have money. Here is this piece of paper. I want privacy. If I want to write a check, the government doesn't know I wrote that check until afterwards. They don't know. When it's central bank digital currency, every single transaction is going to have to go through FedNow. FedNow is on the blockchain technology. If they don't like the stock I'm going to buy, they're going to stop me. How is that not a loss of, of protection, privacy, and not a change in how I'm going to buy stocks? If I'm... And I'm going to make this a little bit political. I, I, I just, I think we're going towards Chinese social credit scores. So I, maybe that's paranoid. Maybe I will get through this life without seeing it. I think you're going to see it. But anyway, I think- I don't necessarily could, disagree. I could see that happening. I just don't think that's what the conversation we were having was. Oh, well, I didn't mean to say stocks and bonds are going to be gone. There's still going to be companies. Okay. There's still going to be, I, I just think the government is going to take his, with a nanny state we're heading towards- do you remember Michael Bloomberg in New York? Or you don't. This was going back probably 15, 20 years ago. He tried to stop New York residents from buying a big gulp. You couldn't buy a 32-ounce big gulp. And I thought, what country am I living in when I first heard about that? And then I thought, so I'm of reasonable intelligence. I'm going to buy two 16-ounce Dr. Peppers. Guess what? You can. What What kind of... Oh, you want me to stroke out today, don't you? Talking to myself, not you right now, Anthony. You started out by being nice to me. Oh, that's why you didn't. So anyway, I'm just... <laughs> all, I think everything coming towards us is scary. And I'm on, I'm on one today, as you would say. You know, I mean, I do want to get a little of this off my chest. I have a few, you know, topics I want to air out just briefly, if nothing else. And then I want to spend some time in the second half an hour, because I've said I would for two weeks. And I want to talk about solutions today. So tell me what you want to know about WeWork. And then let me tell you a couple of things that are in my mind. And then let's let me tell you what I think I and other people around me should do about all this, all my negativity. All right. So back to WeWork. Maybe this is the, the next stock pick of the century because I saw news today that they are going to be declaring bankruptcy. <laughs> They're... Probably going to declare bankruptcy next week. That's what. So by the time this airs, maybe we'll know more because we record on Wednesdays. These air on Saturdays, so maybe it happens in between now and then. But if it's anything like yellow trucking, and if it's anything like Hertz rental car, by I mean we made jokes about this in the past, so now we could watch it happen in in present time. So. 
be on the lookout. And if it happens, I mean, I feel like this just proves the point of how just absolutely ridiculous this market is. And maybe this one will be the exception. Maybe this one's bankruptcy and fail. But it has dropped like 99% since it came out a couple of years ago. Um, actually, I didn't even realize it got released as an IPO. It uh, got rejected the first time because of all the scandal. And if you ever watched that documentary, it was super in- interesting. So this we want to call out now because we're seeing it. You know, we've seen this in the past. Companies, uh, publicly traded companies declare bankruptcy and then their stock skyrockets. You know, skyrockets within reason. You know, they're usually down to pennies at that point, but maybe it goes up to dollars, which that percentage is huge. So this will be a really fun one for our viewers to track. So please be on the lookout. We work, I think it's WE is the, the whatever. I mean, that would make sense, but that's that's my stock pick of the century, right? We'll see how that goes. I just think it's funny that this seems to happen all the time. Companies declare bankruptcy and then they go up. So watch it. Be vigilant. Let's see what happens. Yep. And obviously, Anthony is not making any stock recommendations. He's just saying watch we were. Yeah, all that sarcasm. I think I feel like people can follow that. Hopefully. Yeah, I guess for compliance reasons. Sorry, guys. Sarcasm. Let me get that. I'll... I will, on the other hand, give you particular recommendations. <laughs> I, well, you know, the, the UAW strike is over. So, and I'm just kidding. I can't do that. But, you know, watch Ford. They just came out and said that they came to agreement. Now the other big companies came to agreement. And they're saying that the price of a Ford F-150 starting next year is going to go up roughly $9,600. $9,600. The cars are already insane. It's like buying a condo if you want to buy a truck. Where did you see 9000 All The article I read said it was going to be like $900 per car. I will afford it to you. $9,600. And it basically said that with the raise they're getting, with the benefits they're getting, they, they're going to have to pass it on to the consumer. 900 bucks. They do that every month. So we are. Well, I, yeah, let's continue this when we get back from this break. In the meantime, if you have questions, you want to reach out to us, uh, hit us up at team at another money show.com. You can check out past episodes at our website, another money show.com or listen to another money show, wherever you like and subscribe to podcasts, Apple music, Google, Spotify, all those fun spots. Um, but we will be right back and we will continue with this big auto strike coming to an end. This is another money show, except this one's different. This one will actually keep you awake. When the night has come and the land is At Rochford & Associates, we know the road to financial freedom is not a straight path, and the journey is different for every family. And in times like these, we want you to feel confident that you're safely on track to meet your retirement goals. We want to ask you to prepare for economic chaos. We want you to prepare for bank volatility. We want you to insure and protect your assets with a smart plan. Our team can help you make the most of your hard-earned savings using strategies that are right for you. I want more people to sit down with us. When we talk about a financial plan, it's different for every person we meet. We tailor make our plans. Schedule your no obligation consultation today by calling 623-523-0444. That's 
523-0444. Rochford and Associates, veteran-owned and proud to serve Americans like you. You're listening to Another Money Show. Welcome back to Another Money Show. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your support, and we're just glad you're with us. Thank you for the questions and the emails and the texts. Make sure you reach out to us if you have questions, team at anothermoneyshow.com, or give us a call, 623-523-0444. You know my passion is the YouTube channel. Doug is back at it, putting new content on, and so help us like and share and do all that stuff. You know how to do it. So thank you for being here. Back to everything going on. So the auto worker strike, we're going to have to look through our own articles because basically, I think I may be standing corrected. It was the Ford Lightning, the article that I found, said that that's going to have to go up by 9600 bucks. Oh, and, yeah. If that's the article, I found that. And that was just them raising their prices. Like that's... It was a brand new vehicle. It was electric. They never priced them correctly initially. So that I don't think what you read is going to be based on what this strike is. I couldn't be wrong. The article, said, the article said it was it was just last week. And the article said this is what to expect next year because of the strike. And I mean, if they raise the workers salary by 25 percent, if they do what, you know, what I'm hearing they're doing. Uh, come on, Anthony. I mean, everything goes up every year. There's inflation in automobiles, just like there is in loaves of bread. So I, I don't, I mean, maybe. Okay, so, right, you said they're going to raise it 25% over the course of whatever that contract is for the, um, for, uh, God, what is, what's the word I'm looking for? For the, the union, the union contract that they, they talk again in five years. They said it's going to be 11% immediately plus a 5K bonus. Cost of living adjustments, profit sharing, retirement benefits contributions, but it's going to cost everybody else about five hundred dollars more per car. So, if you're a Ford employee, five k up front, eleven percent bonus, twenty five percent over the next year, and added benefits for the cost of one thousand more per car. Haven't over the last like two or three years they've skyrocketed their prices while screwing over their employees. You- so you actually believe what you're saying? You think, go back the last 30 years and look at the average car cost, a new car. We, When I got my first car, we didn't have seven to 10-year car notes. Did you know that? Did you know that people yeah, used well, to save money to buy a car? Well, the conversation is, I think you're being naive. The conversation is, I to go a car going up 500 to 1,000 bucks, Get back to me in a year. I don't think that's the case at all. I'm saying they I, already raised prices. So they've been raising prices the last couple of years. Like it's getting out of raising prices, but not paying the employees. So now they're going to say, oh, well, we're going to give um, all this stuff to the employees, but we're only going to raise it 1000 now. So they could have been paying these people the whole time and they've chose not to. So what was their justification for raising the prices as much as they did over the last two or three years? Because they're greedy. But what you're saying is you think they're going to give better benefits and higher salaries, and then they're not going to pass that along to the com- consumer? No, they're telling you they're going to pass it along to the consumer. But I'm saying it's disproportional to the benefit to the employees to the effect on the consumer. I would say it's significantly better for employees than it is for Yeah. But that's every single business sector. McDonald's, they raised the minimum wage in California to 20 bucks an hour. Guess what happened last week? They raised all the prices. 
you know, if you want to kind of prices raise rate all the time because of greed, it has nothing to do with inflation. So these companies can make more money while continuing to pay everybody less. So it's you're going to come out and say, oh, we can't afford to pay people more. We're going to it'll ha cost us to raise prices. Or you're going to raise prices anyways. They're going to do it because they want to do it because people will continue to pay. So they're going to make the money off of the consumers. But shouldn't somebody benefit that's not a CEO or a stockholder? Yeah, but the CEO and the stockholders, they're not going to take less. They're going to continue the ridiculous gouging no matter what. We're just going to pay more as a consumer. And I feel like we're getting tapped out. You know, course, we went from easier to pay more as a consumer if your wages raise as well. Yeah, but OK, they're, not everybody's in a union. I mean, if I work in a lot of jobs in this state and I'm not in a union, I mean, I watched what your mom made. She was a teacher for 26 years, you know, and there was a teacher's union. I don't know. She didn't get a raise every year. You know, the red for ed when they went out on strike, they, they got some benefit. I actually saw her paycheck every two weeks. It was not staggering. It did not keep up with our cost of living. So I don't. I think the workers have always been screwed. They're going to continue to get screwed, and they're going to get screwed worse in the future. That's what I think is coming. And I think well, why don't you want to see them making progress? I mean, this this unique strike with the four Edward does. Seem I don't trust progress. I don't trust the CEOs and the CFOs and the COOs. I still think that the companies are going to make the profits they want to make at the expense of the everyday American and the workers. And I think people are getting tapped out. I think we're about to see it. And I mean, within the next year or two, I think still the housing market is going to collapse. The stock market is going to collapse. We went over a trillion dollars in credit card debt on the books in this country. I don't know, just a few months back. And, and it was kind of shocking to anybody that really watches simple economics because it means you don't have money if you're putting everything on the credit card and you're making payments. And now it's already at 1.3 something trillion. That's another third in the last few months. There's a lot of people still living large. They're going out to eat. They're going to Cardinals games. They're doing all their stuff. You know, I still think that they're living larger because of credit cards. I, I, these car payments, you're going to tell me it's okay to get an eight to 10 year car note for $800 to $1,000 a month for the average American. I, I think what it's doing is furthering what I've been saying for 20 years. The rich are getting richer. The poor are hovering and the middle class is shrinking. And I think the middle class is shrinking faster than ever. And I, and I love that the workers at Stellantis and at Ford are going to get paid a living wage. I love that. You know what I want, though? I want a living wage for every single worker in this country. How do we do it? Do we do we somehow does the government go after the CEO? I don't know. Mulvaney, I don't even know who the CEO of Ford is nowadays. I used to want do you want more government overreach. Bingo, catch 22. I do not. <laughs> I want the government to get the hell out. You know who I want to take over AI instead of Biden? You know who I want? I don't know. What's uh, Elon Musk? I don't know. I mean, is he a good guy? Is he is he for the people? I want private enterprise to take over. I want to make cars in this well, country. Private enterprise did take over. And that's why we're seeing the CEO pays that we're seeing now. We're seeing the corporate profits for the shareholders. So you let them take over and we've seen what happens. So, so what now what's the answer? No, I didn't say I had answers on this show. I don't have solutions. I'm just here to complain. I think the government that runs things, the pharmaceutical companies and their lobbyists, the CEOs of the big companies, you know, I mean, I remember Apple 
you know, my understanding, I, I don't, I don't know that much about it, but my understanding was Apple phones were made in other countries. They were not much money to make. They would come back here and sell these things at the time when I was looking into this, like six, 700 bucks. So they would cost like $40 to make. They would sell them for six to $700. The company would take this earnings, move it to offshore accounts where they didn't have to pay taxes in this country. So the consumer is definitely getting screwed. If, you, if you're buying something that has that kind of profit margin, you are getting screwed. And then the government didn't get their tax dollars because the offshore accounts. So they have to be in bed together. You, I don't believe for a second that we have a government that really cares for the people and takes care of us. It's just about power. And the power players are going to keep their power and their money. And the rest of us are going to get hosed. And I think, especially because you are in the middle class, I think sooner or later, you're gonna be like, oh man, this is a mess that there's no way out of and there's no winning. And I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, I think it's coming. You know, my problem in this world right now, it, we've, we've used the word everything bubble. I think everything is off. Healthcare, borders, politics, everything is off. And, and I don't, I'm not sure how to fix it. I, I am watching what's changing in this country. I watched the videos yesterday on October 31st of my hometown, Chicago, Illinois. And I was watching the black Israelis and the Palestinians, the, the people that are supporting Palestinians, fighting. And it was interesting watching them beating each other with flagpoles, watching the police being kind of helpless. And I was like, you know, you, you, you're letting people steal. You're doing these no cash bail. You're, you're not prosecuting people unless they steal something over like 900 bucks. There's all this weirdness going on in this country. How does it end? I still think it ends with civil war. You know, our, do you know who Christopher Ray is, Anthony? Does that name Christopher Ray ring a bell to you? No. Mm. That is the lead dog in our FBI, our Federal Bureau of Investigation. Ooh, that word just got us flagged. Don't use that word, that YouTube. Federal body inspector? I think so. What are you, in eighth grade? I had a <laughs> My t-shirt I bought in Venice Beach would say differently. <laughs> right? So that's the important <laughs> FBI. But this one. The FBI, Christopher Ray is the director of the FBI. So he came out today. Let me remind you, today is November 1st. Wow, how is this year flying by? And he said, we need to start being vigilant. He believes the chatter they're hearing is significant and we are ripe for a terrorist attack, for a jihad, for some sort of problem in this country. I, he, Anthony, I took you to a class five years ago on Muslim Brotherhood training cells in this country. And you kind of dismissed it. You were newer at opening your your brain to the world being weird and out of what you had been exposed to. And it, it things, we have open borders. We're, now I'm being, I'm understanding, we have let six to eight million people in this country over the last few years. Wh where are they? Who are they? Who's paying for them, by the way? I still think for you, for you, you have to deal with Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. You have to figure out what to do about politics and whether we really can get away from the two-party system that we referred to last week. You, you, we have a lot to figure out in this country. And, and I can tell you, when you add to my plate that you have a lot of YouTube personalities saying, stay strapped, stay frosty, stay dangerous. I watch some of these videos that's like, and, it, and some of what they're saying, it's common sense. I mean, if, if you were the kind of person that would be properly trained and you believe in the Second Amendment and you were armed, if you haven't, you don't need it. So what? 
But if you need it and you don't have it, you have a problem. And now you've got the people that, that are in charge of security in this country saying it is likely that we're going to have a problem. So you combine all of this. And what's the outcome? The country is going the wrong way. I would say morally, spiritually, financially, physically, we're going the wrong way. So you and I have to fix all these problems. There's one show and it's noon on Saturdays at 960 The Patriot that tells you how to fix all these problems. Should we get into that? What is that? That's the uh, Another Money Show. I believe it's oh, another that's money the show. last thing I need is another money show. <laughs> and yet here you are. <laughs> yet you show up every week. So let's do this. Let's. I mean, today's been kind of fiery, which is good, but let's get to some solutions. I want to start out. We love a guy that most financial advisors know of. His name is Tom Hegna. Got to give credit on this one. We've been to his live seminar. I, I don't know. You've been there, what, two or three times? I've been there a little bit more than you. This guy's great. He talks about retirement. He talks about the best way to approach retirement. He talks about risk. He talks about mortality credits. He talks about paychecks and playchecks. He talks about a lot of stuff. One of the things that he's gotten into the last few years that are important, he talks about replacing your bond portfolios with fixed annuity portfolios. And it's funny because you say the word annuity and some people fall out of their chair. They're like, Dave Ramsey said no fixed annuities. Kramer, Kramer, Ken Fisher would rather kill relatives than, than you know, sell you a variable annuity. Fixed annuity. Annuities are bad. Annuities are bad. You know, we need to talk about that for a second because weekly I run into people that need a little bit of direction and education on annuities. I'm going to give you my feelings, thoughts, and opinions. Nothing from, <laughs> nothing I say is, is, gospel here. I'm not giving you direct advice. I'm giving you some conceptual stuff to look into. So when you look at annuities, I think there's good ones and bad ones. I think the variable ones are bad. I haven't personally sold one. And yes, I said sold instead of offered or presented or whatever. I haven't sold one in about 20 years now. I realized I could help people with less risk and less fees and do better returns without doing variable annuities because they don't dump every so often. So first of all, me personally, I will not sell a variable annuity. I will only sell a fixed, which basically means safe. Think of safety. You can't lose money. You can only make money. There was a a big annuity company years ago. Their tagline was zero is your hero. And I thought about that. I was like, zero is your hero. So you're going to tell me if I have a year that I make no interest, I make zero it's a good thing. Well, yes, because in 2008 or nine, maybe your portfolio of stocks and bonds lost you 34%. So your annuity didn't lose any money. So as it took your stock bond portfolio three to five years, just to get back to where you were, even though you lost three to five years of your life and your time, your annuity just kept chugging along. And it, we have fixed annuities that do lifetime income. When you get to be 86 and you run out of your money in a CD or a money market or a stock or a bond, you're out of money. Then you go on access. You get a government assistance. You do other things, which the government is broke as it is. Maybe one day that won't be so easy to get for some of us. But anyway, with your annuity, if at 86 you run out of money and you were getting 2000 a month, you keep getting 2000 a month for the rest of your life. There's no other product that I've been aware of in my 26 years here that does that. So I like that thought. There's something else. 
we got tons of people flooding money into these banks. So in the back door, there's money leaving banks. There's still a bank run going on. I hate to tell you kids, just because the media stopped talking about it doesn't mean we're going to. And yet in the front door, they're giving you four to 5% return on your CDs. Go to FDIC.gov and look up your insurance. You know, if, if things do get sketchy, you have roughly 1% coverage on that FDIC. Go to FDIC.gov, look up DIF and look at, see how warm and fuzzy you should see about your CDs. We have, we have alternatives with fixed annuities. We have a one year fixed annuity. Your mom pulled the rates for me yesterday. It's paying over 4%. And you know what you get with this company on this fixed annuity for one year? You get 100% guarantee on your money. They have reserves. They, the, uh, the hypocrisy and irony of the government that it gives you 1% return while they make the insurance companies be fully insured if they want to operate in any given state. It's kind of weird. But anyway, we, for years, for about 14 or 15 years, we did not have a one year. We did not have a two year. We started at three years. And be, by the way, before that, we did have one in two years. I used to do a lot of them. So we're, we're in a perfect window right now. We can do a CD alternative for you. We can do a pension for you where you can never outlive your your money. The blackjack analogy that Tom Hegna made famous. I brought it up the last two weeks and I thought I better not run out of time today because I really don't want to do that to you. If you walked into a casino, which by the way, since we're at the end of our fiat currency, since the BRICS has taken over and we think we're going to go to a central bank digital currency, why on earth aren't you going into a casino? That's that's my financial advice for the day. Get your butt into a casino. So anyway, so you walk into a casino and there's only two tables in there. There are a lot of slot machines, obviously, because we all have ADD and OCD, but there's only two tables. They're blackjack tables. The first one that you look at, it says it's a regular blackjack. Just go ahead and play. You bring 500 bucks, for example. If you run out of money in an hour, you're done. You go home or you sell your watch or whatever you're supposed to do at a casino. So it's a regular table. You might win, you might lose, you might double your money, you go home with a thousand, you might go home broke. I don't know. But the other table says that you can never lose money. Every single hand. You cannot lose money, but the downside, so by the way, that means you're keeping your 500 bucks, worst case scenario. But on the upside, if you win a few hands, what if you capture 10% of that upside? Just for an example, I mean, those percentages change, but would you play, Anthony, at the regular table or would you play at the table where you can never lose your 500 bucks and every time you win, you go up by a percentage of what you won? Which one would you play? Oh, obviously the one where your money doesn't go down. Just Obviously, that's not up. true. Yeah. That's not true. Or we'd have a line out our door with people wanting to understand more about fixed annuities. It's funny. I, you know, Tom Hagler, part of the stuff that he does in his live presentations, that's just wonderful. He's like, you know, you get the family, you get the couple. I don't like annuities. My advisor told me to stay away from annuities. And he's like, well, do you take your social security? Well, yeah, of course. It's an annuity. What if you win the lottery and they say you get that big juicy $1.8 billion in the Powerball, if you get that and you take a lump sum, you get half of it. But if you take the whole thing, you want the whole $1.8 billion, you get it over, I think it's 20 years, it might be 30 on that kind of an amount. You know what that is? They put it into an annuity. That lottery, those lottery people, those are evil. They use annuities. So I, I don't know. Annuities 
are probably pensions too. If you have a state pension fund and your entire retirement is based on that, or you get some of the older, you know, Honeywell, Lockheed Martin, Boeing kind of pensions. Pensions are annuities too. You use the words interchangeably. You can. I usually try to be careful with that. I try to make sure that I point out that I think annuities are way more stable. You know, I mean, I, I when you look at MCI, when you look at United Airlines, I can name to you a list of companies that I don't think they'd value their pension as much as the average bear. You know, Sandy, your mom is, she's a retiree from the Arizona State Retirement System. So she's getting her pension. She retired at 56 years of age. Let's just say, since we're living longer, she lives to 96. I'm not good with math and numbers. I don't want to take off my shoe, but I can tell you if she's going to live 40 more years, you're telling me that's not a Ponzi scheme? The workers today are going to make sure she never runs out of her pension. What the problem is, I think that sooner or later, even these monster solid pensions might have problems. You know, and you know, if you work for the city of Phoenix, you know, they, they always say that 457, they, they're contractually guaranteed. You know, the taxpayers voted. They're, they're, it's guaranteed to keep those pensions solvent. I, I agree. It has been. It has been. I just think it is until it isn't. Our whole thing on this show, we want you proactive, not reactive. We want you prepared, not scared. What if you had a bunch of money in your 401k? your 401A, your 457, your 403B, you had a bunch of money. Say you put it into an insurance company for your own pension, and then you had that contractually guaranteed pension, or like your mom, that ASRS, guaranteed pension. Now you've hedged your bets. Ooh, look at me back in the casino. Now you've got the best of both worlds. You know, do you think there's any chance of Social Security ever lowering the benefit? Like if I got... $2,000 a month from Social Security based on the highest 10 quarters, whatever, of my work in life. Do you think there's any chance that one day that system could be broken off where they say you you were getting 2000 now you're going to get, let's say, 1500 Anthony, yes or no? Could that happen? Yes. Yes. Good. <laughs> I thought you were thinking about it. I'm like, you know, you know that they're actually actively working on that. They're working. Nikki Haley, you know, she's come out and Nikki Haley, look into it. She has actively said, we need to raise the age. We're living longer. You can't start taking oh. this at 62 or 66 in 11 months. You got to take it at 70 or 75. You know what? They've been working on it. You, you've watched it for years. They're talking about 20. Yeah, their own documentation has, if you look at the Social Security's uh, an, or, uh, annual report that they released, they said that they're insolvent. They've got three, si three solutions to it, which is not raising the age, but we have had government officials come out and say that. But they've said we're either going to raise taxes from like 3% to like 15%, which will obviously not go over well. Talking about take or cutting benefits for those who haven't taken it by about 25% or cutting benefits from those who are on it and anybody else in the future by like 21%. And these are rough Let numbers. Let me tell you. Now I'll tell you the truth. They're going to do all of those things. Yeah. It's going to take a three-prong approach to fix this. It's that broken. So hang on, kids. And I don't think we're talking 20 or 30 years out. I mean, I think they just can't get to it right now because there's more political hot buttons. So it's coming. No, they're going to print more money and then Social Security will be fine. Just like they're going to print the rest more of the money world and says the no. stock market will be fine. The rest of the world says no. They're, they're less and less. Let, you know, Japan's the largest holder of U.S. debt. Japan's in deep trouble right now. Not just their 30-year recession. 
Look at their interest rates right now. They're in deep trouble. They're going to start dropping our debt. So is China. We're, we're in a global, you know what, storm, and it's coming fast. And by the way, Social Security is the biggest pension in the country. Is that right? Not everybody has ASRS. Not everybody has the city of Phoenix pension. You know what? You know what they, they have? Well, not if you're a politician. You got your own health care, your own pension. You know what most of us get one day? Social Security. So you're that. if the largest pension plan is mismanaged and money is taken out of it for nefarious purposes and it can have problems, believe me, so can your pension over at, you know, wherever, GM. GM, tell me about the pensions on GM. <laughs> Go back 15, 20 years. To GMAC Bank is now Ally Bank. Some of the workers there lost their pensions. I don't know. Detroit filed bankruptcy. Did you know a city in the United States of America filed bankruptcy? Do your research and look up Detroit. Can we invest you know I mean? in Detroit stock? Correct. It's probably the still the It'll be the new yellow truck. It'll be the new Hertz. So how is it Detroit? This show, though, it probably just sounds like we're just, you know, annuity salesmen. But I've got my securities license. I'll sell stocks and bonds. But that's the a very limited portion of our office right now because the market doesn't make sense especially watch we work next week and tell me i'm wrong because <laughs> when the market makes sense we'll pull you out of safer stuff we'll take risk when there's calculated risk but right now none of that makes sense plus we spend most of this show telling you to pay down debt you know I mean people we tell them not to invest money because they've got too much debt don't give us money where we make a paycheck but pay down debt which doesn't bother or doesn't help us at all but because that's the smart thing to do so if you're new to this show and it seems like we're just annuity salesmen, we're not. We're financial advisors, but right now that seems like the the smartest option. So anyways, that is it for today's show. If you like what you heard, you have questions about any of the topics today, or you want to sit down with us to review your personal situation, you can reach out. Team at anothermoneyshow.com. Find us on the web, anothermoneyshow.com. You can even schedule appointments straight from the website. You can check us out on YouTube, Another Money Show, see beautiful clips that Doug puts out. Um, you know, Listen to past episodes wherever you like, subscribe to podcasts. Remember, there are no minimums, there's no cost for appointments, and there's nothing to lose by getting a second opinion on your financial situation. We'll see you again next Saturday at noon right here on 960 The Patriot. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities, including multi-year guaranteed rate annuities, are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer. At Rochford & Associates, we know you've worked hard to earn your money, and you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to wealth management and planning for retirement, J.R. Rochford and his team of specialists have been helping individuals, families, and business owners find financial freedom at their veteran-owned firm for more than 25 years. Rochford & Associates also helps Americans like you with their insurance needs and estate planning so you can be protected from life's uncertainties with a comprehensive retirement plan. 
Let us help you protect and grow what you've worked so hard for. Take the next step toward financial freedom now by scheduling your free, no-obligation consultation so JR and his team can come to understand you and your family's specific needs, concerns, and financial goals. Give us a call now at 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. Rochford & Associates, lasting solutions for your family, your future, your life.